God, we are thankful for this time, and we're thankful for the words that you give us, that you let us think about and, and meditate on, and approach in the ways that apply to our lives, God. So we pray that this morning, the words that we hear from your scripture are going to do just that, and that you're going to be in this message, and that you're going to be working through me and through the band to make these things real and applicable. And we thank you for this time that we have to spend together. We pray in your name. Amen. All right, this morning we're going to read from John chapter 11, verses 32 through through 38. It's going to be behind me, but if you need a Bible, there's some in the back. Now when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? And they said to him, Lord, come and see. And Jesus wept. So the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. All right, so I have a question for you this morning. Who here has ever received advice from someone that didn't really know what they were talking about? Hands all around. If you're a mom, please raise your hand because you do. Let me tell you, when I was pregnant, I got a lot of advice from a lot of people who never had a baby. And then when I had a baby, I had a lot of advice from a lot of people who didn't have any kids and wanted to tell me how you do it. Uh, And it was interesting. So next question is, how many of you have ever given advice on something that you didn't really have any experience in? I did that before I was a mom. That counts too. Oh, I can't believe your kid's acting like that. When I have kids, they're never going to do that. Okay. Yeah, all the moms know. Um, And not just that. I've given advice about things. I give advice to my kids sometimes, and I have no idea. I didn't grow up in a digital age. I don't know. I'm doing the best I can. It's a good guess. I have knowledge. I don't necessarily have an understanding. So it's two different things, right? Having some knowledge about how babies work and that they cry and they need to be changed and things like that. That's knowledge. Not necessarily experience. And sometimes the advice comes from knowledge and not experience. And that's kind of tough. So I think it can be a challenge when you know something but you don't have experience in it. Okay, so pin in that. And another question, how many of us have ever felt like there was something going on where God felt really far away? You don't have to raise your hand, but you can. I'll raise mine. I've had different things where I, I just kind of felt like, this. number one, it's either not important to God. Why would he care about this? Like, why should I care about this? And I have had those moments where he felt really far away. I felt like he was out of touch. Um, And I forgot that when he's out of touch, that does not mean God has changed, right? That means God is still staying the same. He's where he was and where he has always been. It's me that's done the changing. And I have sort of decided that for him, that he's not available to me, erroneously. Has anybody ever felt like they had something that was pretty trivial? That they thought, I'm not going to pray about this. This is silly. This doesn't really matter. I've had several of those things. Talking this morning with the kids, you know, talking about tests and things, maybe that is the only time that college students really get down on their knees and pray is during exams. But the interesting thing is that God actually cares about those things. He wants to see us succeed and do well and to learn and to grow. 
And I think that God knew that there was a space between knowledge and understanding. He knew that there was a, a space there, a perspective that had to be filled. So he made a decision. And uh, I say, I say all of that very carefully because I know that God is all-knowing and all-powerful, and he is the creator of the emotions that we feel when we are going through some tough stuff. And I know that. But I think he still recognized that there was a commitment to be made to show that his perspective was true and real and that he had a real understanding of the things that we were going to be facing. And I think he knew that an important part of Jesus' time was to receive that understanding and to get that experience so that he could have that perspective so that you can know when something's going on, he understands. He really gets it because he's been through it. When I look at that passage that we read, you know, we see Jesus going through a lot of different emotions. Um, we see him crying over the loss of a friend. We see him hurting. He's, it says he was moved deeply. And, you know, when people read that passage, I think sometimes they think, oh, he was crying because his friend died. And maybe that's true. Um, when I read that, I think, well, maybe he was so upset because he saw how hurt it made people feel to lose someone so important. And how much of a struggle that must be to know that these emotions are completely necessary. That experiencing this tough stuff is absolutely imperative to us growing and learning and becoming the people that we're meant to be. But what a toll it takes on us. And I, I really think that's part of why he was so upset when Lazarus had passed away. He had a great love for Lazarus. He had a great love for Lazarus's sister. So we see so many different emotions, right? Love and, and despair, and, and he's hurting for his friends. I know I've had a lot of those things. The reason that we can take everything that we carry to God and trust that he understands is because he's been there. And this is just one small example. This passage, so I'll tell you, this morning I rewrote a lot of what I was going to say. I was working on this message for a couple weeks and thinking about it, and I wrote down what I was going to, to give you, and I had a passage in mind. It was different, um, but I kept getting pulled back to this one, and I changed it because I just couldn't, I couldn't make it work. It wasn't the right thing, and I knew that God wanted me to tackle some tough subjects. I knew he wanted me to talk about stuff that I really don't want to talk about, and eventually I am. So, this passage is especially meaningful to me because just a few days ago was the second anniversary of my mom's death. And I remember in those early days of her loss thinking, how can God understand how much this hurts if he sees how beautiful life after earth is? Like, is my perspective wrong? How does he get it? He knows what comes after. It's completely confirmed for him. I miss her. He's got her. So how can he know how much that hurts? But I think back to this passage that we've read this morning, and I realize that Jesus experienced some tough, personal, and moving loss. So that when I talk to him about what's going on, he totally gets it. He understands. And that was really something that was very comforting to me. And I don't know I would have had that if Jesus hadn't experienced those things. I think I would still continue to wonder if God understands how much it hurts. Not questioning God, but just wondering if he can share my perspective. And the answer is that he can. And it's not just in loss that God understands. So I've been trying to eat healthier lately. 
and if I have ever faced real temptation, it is Sunday morning when I didn't get a chance to eat breakfast before church and Aaron brings in the good donuts. That is legit temptation. Did I get an amen? (laughs) We all know Jesus had to fight temptation, right? And his was a bigger struggle than mine. Although I don't know how much sugar was there there was back in the Old Testament or in the New Testament, but it's a real struggle. But we know God, Jesus had to fight temptation, right? He hadn't eaten in a long time. It's like, here, just eat this. You'll be fine. Cure your pains. You'll be fine. And he fought it. I can fight it, right? Maybe. I have cried, and I have hurt for people and felt guilty for God's help to make it through those times because maybe I just need to pick my battles a little better. Maybe this isn't that important. But Jesus has hurt for those he loved. We just read it in that passage. I have been lonely. People have turned their backs on me. They have lied about me. They've lied to me. Anybody else relate? Jesus has absolutely been there. Relationships have failed. Personal relationships. Friendships have failed. People have argued with me. They've insulted me. And it really wasn't very fun. But Jesus for sure knew some loneliness, and he absolutely knew some lies. Jesus faced a lot of trivial challenges. Jesus faced a lot of big, important challenges. Jesus faced the same challenges that you and I are facing today. All of this is still relevant. When I read the Bible and it feels sort of out of touch, I just remember that what I'm reading is completely applicable. It's the same challenge. It's the same situation. It's the same frustration, just a different time. Jesus fought temptations. He fought physical pain. He fought spiritual pain. I've had both of those. So I know that God can handle our concerns. I know that he wants to. Him sending Jesus to come and get that perspective just so he can understand where we are coming from and show us he understands is absolute proof that he wants to be involved in all the little things and all the big things. He wants to be involved when things are going well and when things aren't going so great. People say that nothing is too big for God, but I think that sometimes we do forget that nothing is too small for him either. I think God makes us strong in the details so that we know how to trust him with that big stuff. But only if we're willing to ask him. Like I said before, when God feels out of touch and when he feels really far away in some of the things that we're dealing with, it's not because God changed. It's because we've moved away from him. We've turned away. We've pushed him away. We've said, I don't really think this is important enough to have a prayer about, right? He's the almighty God. He knows everything, created everything. He doesn't care about this little minute thing. Yes, he does. So, if there are places in your life that you feel disconnected from God, I hope that you will know that he's very interested. And more than just being interested, more than just being knowledgeable, he also understands. I don't know if you guys ever have things that keep you up at night. Do you? I have things that go through my brain and keep me up at night. Sometimes. And I think about them, and I think on them, and I stick with them, and they're hard to let go. But I don't think God wants us to do that. I don't think we should let things keep us up at night when we can reach out to a God who is sympathetic and empathetic and caring and loving, and he's close, and he's ready, and he's personal, and he's reachable. So I don't think that things should keep us up at night when all we need to do is hand them over. I think that God knows what's in our best interest and how to get there, and he knows how tough it's going to be. 
And so when we talk about, oh, well, God doesn't give you more than you can handle, which we do say that a lot, I think it's true because he's been there. He sees what we can handle because he handled it better than me, especially temptation. So God's only out of touch when we move away from him. And the more that we talk to him, the more we experience him versus just rely on what we know about him. Reading the Bible gives us knowledge, but prayer and worship and fellowship, all of these things give us experience. And I think that that changes the way that we can work here inside of our community and also do some outreach. Because it's not so much that we just know about God, but it's that we actually have an understanding of who he is and what it is that he has for us. And I think it's a lot easier to share that perspective. It's a lot like giving that advice to the mom, right? If you give advice to a mom and you don't have kids, what experience do you have? If you invite somebody to church and you aren't praying and you're not here serving in the community and you're not giving of yourself into the church, if you're not fellowshipping with God, then how can you speak to somebody about God without experience? And what are those things going to mean? So I hope that you'll make these choices anytime you're able. I hope that when something's keeping you up at night, you're going to remember that God has an understanding of what that is, whatever it is. I can't think of one situation in my life that God hasn't had some kind of perspective on, that he hasn't been through, at least in some way. And so I hope you guys will remember that. And I hope that you'll remember that reaching out to people requires experience. And there's a lot of good ways in this community we can get that. Let's pray. God, thank you. I don't know how often people say thank you for you sending Jesus to be here on earth, to be with us, to show us what can be done, to show us what you can do, and to show us that in everything that we face, we have never been alone. And you have always had a very clear understanding. I thank you so much for taking on that challenge and gathering that perspective so that we know we can reach out to you and you are there, completely sympathetic, completely ready to hear us, and completely ready to help us face the challenges of the day. So Lord, when you feel far away, help us remember that you're close. And when we're up at night, help us remember that you can hear us. And when we're speaking to people about you, help us tap into the experiences that we've had with you so that everyone will know through our actions and through our words and through our love and through the confidence that we have that we're yours. We pray in your name. Amen.